as the dumper, (laughs) I've experienced like where you wake up the next morning, you feel sick to your stomach, you've made a mistake, you call and you text the person a million times, you get no response. Like you have to let them grieve. Like you just threw a huge curveball into their life. They are no longer your significant other. They are heartbroken. They are mad. They are hurt. They are confused. You cannot expect them to be quick to respond, let alone give you the time of day to give you your to give them your, I made a mistake speech. Like you had a lot of time to come to your decision. They had a few hours to receive it, process it and begin Mm. the grieving process. Like got to suck it up, buttercup. Like I know it hurts, but you can't expect them to reach out their arms and take you back. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. Welcome back. My name is Emily, your annoying ginger (laughs) co-host. And my name's Hannah. I'm the brunette half. That's less annoying than I am. (laughs) That's definitely less annoying. (laughs) I swear to God, I always tell you every single week, I think you should work for Headspace or like the Calm app, like someone where like you just read ASMR type content to make people fall asleep because we're like mm, i'm good we're, we're recording this at like 10 30 at night y'all and i'm over here like burst of energy like i got my second wave going on we're ready and then hannah's like and so for tonight's class we're just going to unwind and we're going to just breathe in like i'm telling you you've got a future in that you could be making bank you know Meanwhile, I would love to make banks. So like hit me up Headspace or Calm app or whatever you're called. Let me know. Let me know. I'm ready. <laughs> Meanwhile, over here, I had to sell feet pics, you know, to get some coin. But it's fine. <laughs> Speaking of feet pics. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> my dreams lately. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Feet pics to dreams. Okay. Let me know how that correlates. <laughs> okay. I've also had, like, I was telling Hannah before we started recording some of the weird dreams I've been having lately because I've been taking melatonin because, for those of you that don't know, I have ADHD and, like, one of the, like, symptoms, consequences, what are they called? (laughs) Consequences. Of having ADHD is insomnia. So, like, I have a really hard time falling asleep and then just staying asleep. And so... You told me to start taking melatonin, and Wait I told a minute. you. I just said you might could. I didn't prescribe you. Excuse me. Um, here's melatonin. Take it. But I was like, I don't know if I should because I remember last time I took it, I had like some weird dreams. Like I had a dream I met Hitler, and that wasn't good. Yeah, but no. I I had a dream the other night about like I started an OnlyFans account and like. But it was like feet only. And then like the next morning, it felt like this is the thing. When I take melatonin, my dreams feel so realistic. Like the next morning I was like, am I like a billionaire? Like, do I have like so much money? And then I realized I need to start taking better care of my feet. And me and my friend at work were talking about feet pics then. And honestly, like, I think there's a market for it. Like, I think like if I took the time and energy, I could probably make a, a billion dollars off of it or something like that. I need to look into it seriously. I'm concerned for your feet. (laughs) But, like, I've also been having, like, other weird dreams. Like, last night, I don't know why. It's not like I've watched any of her movies recently. I haven't. I had a dream that me, 
Frances McDormand, which is the lady, um, she, she's she been in a ton of movies, like Fargo, um, Three Billboards Outside, Ebbing, Missouri, uh, and then Harry Styles. All three of us, the gang, we were on a scavenger hunt like we were fucking Indiana Jones through a junkyard. And then, like, I had to climb up this, like, 35-story high ladder, drop my phone, it doesn't shatter, and I'm just like... Why? Why is that my dream? Like, why is that my dream? And then the other night, I had a dream that me and Hannah were in my college town, and, like, we did, like, the secret code, like, on a Coke vending machine. Like, we're in fucking (laughs) Harry Potter. And it opened a door to a magical, like, bar, and we ran into the college boy, Mm -hmm. and, like, Hannah was like, oh, my God, I know so much about you. And this dude's like, who the fuck is this bitch? And I swore, I woke up and was like, wait, did Hannah meet the college boy? Like, I'm so confused. I wish I did. I still, I still wish I had met him. You're still better that you have, like, that's the one person you've never met. Like, mm-hmm. you haven't met many of the guys I've dated, but like, you met the doctor, which is a mm-hmm. sad, it's a sad moment. That's like the only guy you've met that I've yeah. dated. Yeah. Other than like the high school one. And then the yeah. one that we both dated that one weird time. The ginger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never met, like, any of, like... I mean, not that the college boy was a good one, but you never met, like, any of the other reoccurring starring characters <laughs> in my love life narrative. Yeah, so, I know. hopefully the next one you get to meet. Hopefully, we're fingers crossed. Maybe that's a sign, though. Maybe, like, you shouldn't meet them. Maybe it's a curse. I don't know. I do know... <laughs> Wait a minute. What? I've only met one. How is it a curse? Because the relationship was a failure. I, then I get, but weren't but weren't the others sort of? That's besides the point. Okay, <laughs> your your statement is in, is not is not working for me. <laughs> I will be meeting the next one. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> I told you though. The next one you meet, you have to tell them you may not be in the wedding, but I will be. So <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna pull out that line and see how see how they react, and then we'll know. We'll know. <laughs> see if they're intimidated or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm always wondering, like when. So like the doctor's the only one that met like my core friend group. None of the other ones have met like my core friends, and so the doctor met you, our friend Anna. Mm-hmm. and our friend Kramer and I'm just like that's a whole that's like a that's a weird mix of people because that's that's literally the sex my sex in the city crew because I'm Carrie you're Charlotte mm-hmm. Anna's definitely Samantha and then Kramer's definitely Miranda and I'm just like mm, I do not like the tension we have created in this group chat tonight <laughs> I love like, it <laughs> So here's hoping to the next one because God knows I need I, I I need the spiritual guidance from my I will say Kramer has met two of the guys I have dated. She met um the doctor and then she met the drummer boy mm-hmm. that I, I forgot like, about dated. Him. I forget about him too. <laughs> He's very insignificant. Very much so. Very boring. Um he was the, the only thing he had going for him. Oh, I think the only reason I dated him is because he was tall. He was six four. <laughs> And he was tall and played the drums. Yeah. Other than that, he was as boring as cardboard. But <laughs> I remember Kramer met him. Well, like the story. So this one, y'all, if you haven't heard this story, I don't think I've talked about this guy on the pod. I think you have like briefly, but I don't think you've 
said too much. It kind of correlates to the day's episode, what we're talking mm-hmm. about, like, how he broke up with me. He is one of the only guys that's ever broke up with me via text. Um, mm-hmm. And it was after I booked him, his band a show at a bar. And he didn't even say bye to me, like, after the show. Like, he literally, you were, you were out of town, I think, or something. Like, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't in town and couldn't come. And he, like, literally, literally used you for... A gig. a gig and yeah. i was just like how selfish and how rude because well, i remember like on our second date i mentioned that i knew a bar owner that was looking for musicians like for gigs and mm-hmm. i could help him and i'm thinking oh i'll introduce him like down the line like months and like not like third day which is what he wanted like he was determined like on that date like well let's go buy a meet and let's go buy a meet and i'm like no like I'm like, I'm sorry, it. no, I barely know you. Yeah. Sorry. I haven't even heard I had not even heard his band play. And then he took it upon himself to like he just drove us there after the date. I was like, okay, I guess we're going here now. Hey, uh, here's my friend. Um, not not my boyfriend. Like literally a dude I am dating, dude I've gone on two dates with. And I remember like <laughs> he dunked me after that gig and I texted the bar owner. I was like, Yeah, um, I know you just already scheduled a second show with this dude, uh, but can you like cancel that? Cause he just dumped me. <laughs> and ha, ha, ha. he couldn't he couldn't cancel the show, I think, because they had already like sold tickets, but like no one came <laughs> to the show. It was only his family that came to the show. <laughs> So that was karma. karma. That was yep. karma in itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like they were good, actually. I mean, that's the thing. It is a double-edged sword dating musicians, I will say. For you, I mean, your boyfriend's fine, like, because yeah. you're actually good. But in my experience dating musicians... I'm actually good. <laughs> a good person. But here's the thing. No, like, you're a good musician and you're a good person. Oh, oh, oh. Um, but, like, <laughs> most musicians I date, like... I have to, like, look back, and I'm like, were they actually good, or was I just lying so I don't hurt their feelings? Like, the 30-year-old dude, mm. he had one song, and I had only listened to one song at the time we were dating, and that yeah, one he song you was the good. Best song. Yeah, for sure. And one song was good. And then after we broke up, he released an album, and oh my god, that thing is atrocious. And low-key, I think, racist a little bit. Like, that one song he it has. Just a really, I, it's just a really weird, I it's don't a really know. weird vibe. I don't know what genre he's after. It was like Kid Rock meets like Kings of Leon meets like Hozier, Hosier, meets like Hosier, whatever the fuck how you say Hosier. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about people on TikTok are coming for me about how I say this dude's name, Hosier, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> and then I've dated other mus- musicians who were like really, really good. And I'm like devastated that those didn't work out. Cause I was like, dang, like you're super talented. That was like super attractive. The guy like I'm currently hanging out with talking to is film boy. Uh, <laughs> the superhero. Film we're going to make, we're going to make capes. <laughs> film boy. <on> it. <laughs> I'm going to let you have that for yourself. I don't <laughs> think I want one. No, I'm saying for merchandise. <laughs> a little, or make a, like, a little doll. Film boy. Of, like, a engineer little, like, <laughs> like a little um a little uh like emo kid that was like in a pop punk band with like a guitar and like a cape that says film boy anyways i'm so getting so off subject we now have dolls featuring who we are dating you can find them at our local merch shop what which we do not like own a- thank you what if we 
played like a who's who, the who's who game with all my ex. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> they're like they're like trading cards. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like collecting them, like trying to collect all. I'll of the trade cards. you a film boy for the doctor. <laughs> like freaking Pokemon! Oh my gosh. Anyways, anyways, what was I saying? The film boy, not only is he a film boy, he's also a music boy as well, too. So he has not performed for me yet. Mm -hmm. I have just seen his Instagram covers and they have been good. Very John Mm Mayer-esque, I would say. Um, yeah. So we're vibing. We're chilling with that. Um, he's actually like, here's the thing about dating musicians. I don't know if anybody else is experiencing this if you date musicians. Um, they're cocky. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm not, because let's be real, it's me. <laughs> but yeah. like, there's only so much attitude that can be in one room. Let's be real. There's only so much ego that can fill one space. And I feel like that. <laughs> I feel like mine's pretty big, like when, it, especially in my dating life. So it's just like I can't have somebody else who like thinks that they're better than me. Um, and when you date musicians, that's a thing that you're constantly battling with. So I don't know how it is for you and your boyfriend. Yeah, we don't really like battle to he, be at top at the top. Yeah, no, there's not we a power really, struggle. No, no. Thank God I could not deal with that. <laughs> You're also an Aries, I'm, so I don't think you would allow exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing too. Film boys and Aries. I don't know. I don't know how. I, I already anything, like him. I don't know anything about Aries men though. I've never me dated either. an Aries man me either. I have. I'm like all my. I will say all my best friends, all my female best friends are Aries. Like you're an Aries. Um, this girl from college, my college roommate was an Aries. Mm-hmm. Um, my best friend from college is an Aries. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. But, <laughs> um, like you three are like my best friends and I, they're also fire signs. So I think hopefully that's good, but all men are shit at the end of the day. Let's be real. You would. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, on the topic of men are shit, <laughs> Today, we are teaching a seminar to you guys. We are actually leading a guide experience for you. We have not done one of these in a very long time. Um, and that is how to dump someone 101. It is <laughs> it is hot girl summer. We have been in quarantine. It is coming to an end somewhat. And, you know... If you're like me, you've been talking to a lot of yo hoes while you've been in quarantine. And now they're like hitting you up and like, when are we going to go on a date? And you're like, oh, fuck. I don't really want to go out with any of y'all. Um, mm-hmm. I was just, you know, lonely and bored. Uh, and now people ask you to follow through. So you got to cut things loose because it's hot girl summer and you belong to the streets <laughs> or the sidewalk, at least like me. <laughs> streets you're not you're not completely in the street you're just hanging out on the sidewalk because you're a little scared to put yourself all the way out there and somebody's all some you got somebody in the lawn so you're just hanging out on the sidewalk like you're ready to you're ready to get into the streets any any moment now but like you can also go back inside the house (laughs) the house is a relationship so you never know wow i like what you did there (laughs) that's pretty awesome (laughs) but I think I, so I kind of asked Hannah to take the reins on this episode because I've never been, I have 
I've only dumped one person, and that mm-hmm. was my first boyfriend ever. After that, I was like, this is too painful. I'm never doing it again. Just mm-hmm. Y'all just dump me instead. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. It sucks to be dumped. I will say that. Yeah, it does. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if they come back, I, I, the ball's in my court. Like, <laughs> the ball is completely in my court. Ha ha. Fuck you. I'm laughing all the way to the bank. Like, bye. So... I'm, I've got, I've gotten okay with being dumped. (laughs) Fine being dumped. (laughs) Bring it on. Bring it on. It just shows that I have a lot to love and a lot to give. And, you know, when people just, you know, when you're having, when I'm, I just think about all my exes when they're having that talk with their new girl and they're just like, oh, who was your ex? Let me see a picture of her. And then they have to show a picture of me. Mm -hmm. And they're like, this is the girl I dumped. They have to say that sentence while looking at a photo of my Instagram. Like, the confidence that that just gives me is immaculate. <laughs> Literally straight fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a Leo, can you tell? <laughs> yes, we can. But I will always say one thing, if I was to ever dump somebody, one of the things I've always wanted to say was, it's not you, it's me. I don't like you anymore. I've always, I've always wanted to say that. That would be, that would be pretty cool. Honestly. There's so many different things that like, I like envision. I don't know why I've never dumped anybody. Probably just honestly, like if we're getting real for a second, one reason I probably have never dumped somebody is because I kind of like hold out to see like if things will change and hope that things will change. Like I said before, and I, we talked about it in the very first episode especially, um, which is how to handle a breakup, how to mm-hmm. handle when somebody dumps you, was that I, I see potential without seeing people's credentials. So I kind of fall in love with the person that I have in my head, not who's actually in front of me, which is not good either. That's definitely not healthy, and I'm not condoning that whatsoever. But, like, I mean, with the 30-year-old musician, dude, like, I... <laughs> you knew that like, I didn't really want to go on a second date, but I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just go on a second date because I just didn't want to be alone. Whereas if you, you would not have, and mm-hmm. you probably would have just cut it clean and been like, bye. Yep. Cause you're Definitely. healthy. Well, yes, I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that like, there's different ways. So, like when we say, when you know, you know, there's two different ways that can be taken. When you know you're meant to be with this person and when you know you aren't. Mm-hmm. And some certain sometimes I think things can be going great. And then just one day you wake up and then you just get this dreaded ick feeling. Like just the person just disgusts you or just like you have no feelings for them. And th- there's two ways you go about it. I mean, you either do what I do and you're just like, we're just going to wait it out and just see. Maybe we'll get over it. It's fine. Maybe, maybe we'll just move on. Or you're like Hannah and you want to be in control of the situation. You're like, nope, mm-hmm. I got to get out first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mine definitely stems from a control issue. But, I mean, I've been dumped one time. And then every other relationship, I've been the dumper. So, yeah. So I we like were to be in control. <laughs> it, and it was both our first relationships too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we were kind of opposite. Yeah. I was just like, this is, this was too hard. I didn't like this. How, I, like, I remember like I dumped this, per- I dumped my first boyfriend and I was the one crying <laughs> instead of them. And I was like, this is, I don't feel like this is how it should be. Like, it's, it's, it, it's hard for sure. 
definitely. And I, I will say there's, I have gotten dumped probably in every variation that you can imagine, like via text and person and public ghosted mm-hmm. all of the above. And there's not really like a right way to go to do it. It just honestly depends on your dynamic and your relationship um, and who the person is. But hopefully in today's episode, we can kind of guide you on the best way to figure that out and the gentlest way to do it. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, if this person's an asshole and they cheated on you, by all means, burn their shit. But I do remember, though, when I dumped my first boyfriend, I was trying to figure out the best way to do it. Don't do what I did and dump uh, a person at their going away party. Like My friend was moving to Pennsylvania and I was like, hmm. This seems like a great time to dump somebody, uh, <laughs> but I debated. Do you remember the "So Yesterday" music video by Hillary Absolutely, Duff? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> and how she took photos with all the different guys, like in this Texas T-shirt. I still had this dude's Blink One Eighty Two T-shirt, and I debated <laughs> having all my guy friends like pose in it with a Polaroid camera. <laughs> And then, like, giving it to him. I so badly wanted to do that. But That's hilarious. I couldn't find the t-shirt. I still can't find the t-shirt. I don't know what happened to it. But I, oh, I would have, I, that is my dream, to just do something like that. <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> that was literally epic, I think. Yes, yes. Ugh. So, But one thing I want to quickly add in, it's a quote that I found um, from an article when, when we're doing research like on this, when I was doing research on this, because let's face it, like I said, I'm not, I'm not speaking from experience here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's something that really resonated with me because it was what my therapist told me after I got through a breakup. And I don't think people really ever think about this. When you're dealing with a loss, you need to apply coping mechanisms to help you resolve this. There needs to be a resolution or closure to the ending, just like when someone dies in your life. But as opposed to the death, where you have no control over that closure of being with the person, the loss of a relationship has many doors that can remain open, which are traps towards giving a relationship a successful ending. Mm-hmm. And... I think that when you treat it like a person dies in a way, like it's a little bit easier to like let go. And this is from either end, like getting dumped or being dumped or being the dumper, treating it as that way. I mean, I've had friends who have gotten divorced uh, because we're that old. (laughs) I know. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Like how many, like it's so weird. I know two people who have been through divorces and I'm just like, Mm -hmm. cool. I'm now at that age. Love that for me yeah uh, <laughs> and they both basically treated it that way where after they like did the whole breakup like they just like treated it like a death they were just like we can't like you know we can't like have that communication we gotta close it off like mm-hmm. i got treated like you died kind of way yeah um just to kind of move on yeah because if you leave the communication open then like like you said in the quote, like it's kind of like a trap and it'll suck you back in and then you'll think things can change and then sometimes they can't. So yeah. it's always better to kind of look at it as like an end of a chapter, um, yeah. like in your life. So Yeah. Um, according to a 2018 study published in the Journal of Personality and Psych- 
social psychology, people are less likely to initiate a breakup when they believe their partner is dependent on them or would be completely devastated to see the relationship end. In other words, they would sacrifice their own happiness for the sake of their partner, which really isn't the best reason to stay. And I can completely resonate with that. Mm-hmm. That's why I've never dumped anybody. Because I'm just like, mm, um... I don't know if it's me that's dependent on them. Probably at some points when I knew that I didn't want to be with this person. I didn't see a future with this person. Like the 30 year old. I didn't see a future with that person. But I was like, "Mm, I'm alone. (laughs) I think it was the fear of just like, I don't want to have to do this again. I don't want to have to like, I don't give a fuck about your favorite color. I don't want to have that conversation with somebody new again. I don't want to have to open these scars and like do all this and just like get into it and like share my dating history and be like, this is my trauma. It's like me and a new, not me and a new therapist, but like in a way, it's just like, I have to tell you my whole life story again. And it's not exhausting when you're, when you meet somebody who's amazing and great and you love them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not exhausting when you are trying to leave a relationship, I think. And you're like, trying to think of excuses why you don't want to leave and those are reasons why or like you're single and you're like oh like i don't want to have to date somebody and you're just when you're not in that happiness like it sounds like it's so much work when it's really not like i have no problem having those certain discussions and learning about somebody new and going that talking phase when it's the right person so i don't want that to be a deterrent for you not to break up with somebody because you're like Oh, we're getting out of quarantine and I don't want to be alone. No, bitch. Go be in the fucking streets. Like, Mm -hmm. get out there. Go be the kids that your mom warned you about and dump that bitch. (laughs) Like, you can learn a new boy's favorite color. It's probably red. If it is, you're in danger. (laughs) My boyfriend's favorite color is red. That explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I think we should talk about, like, the telltale signs. Like, you're ready to kind of move on from somebody. You are the one that you're like, "Mm, like, I'm not 100% sold on this. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I personally don't know what you should do. So I would love it if you could (laughs) tell me that. So I then have these skills like our listeners, because let's face it, I'm out here walking blind and I'm afraid I'm going to hurt somebody if I do kind of express my doubts in a Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. And, and you will, you're going to hurt that person, of course. But I think, so I'll kind of like lay it out, like kind of what I did slash what I learned from my experience and what I wish I would have done. So that's kind of how I've thought about this. So whenever you are having doubts in your relationship, I think it's truly important to kind of take a step back from it and reflect and process and take time to assess what you want. Because as selfish as it may seem, you are the most important person. You are top priority, but you have to kind of look on the other side of it. You also have to respect others and their feelings And I think that is a reason why this part of the process is so important because in most cases, when you end the relationship, like what's done is done. There's no going back and very rarely does going back to that same relationship happen. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very rare. It doesn't happen in most cases. Like what's done is done. Relationship over. That's it. Some decisions that you make are permanent. And it's important to remember that like words cannot be unsaid. So I think that's why it's very important to make sure that you're truly 
at peace with your decision before you like move forward in that. And I think the only way that you can come to any sort of decision is if you take that step back from it and you process and you think and you just like pro and con it and you lay everything out on the table and you just decide like, what do I want? And I think Mm -hmm. that's a really important question to ask is like, what do I want? What makes me happy? And then just like start from there. Mm -hmm. Would you say like, because in my experience, when someone like the actor, when we were like ending things, one thing that he said, it was like, I just want to take some time to like, he's like, I want to take some time to think about this before I said anything and um, make sure I, I wasn't going to regret my decision or anything like that, which I respected. But then a couple weeks later, he's like texting me, hitting me up. Do you think that oftentimes like that happens? Like you want to keep the friendship because you don't want like you kind of you not that you regret the decision, but you're not 100% sold on the decision you just made. Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think sometimes people regret their decision. Some people second guess it. Some people just have a really hard time cutting a person that was constant out of their life. And yeah. that's what you do when you dump someone. And it's hard. I mean, it's like it's like losing a friend. It's losing your go to person. It's mm-hmm. losing you know, that person that you call when something great happens or when something bad happens and like to not have that person is hard. And so at Mm -hmm. least for me, I think that's why I've always tried to communicate with people after I've broken up with them because they were so important to me and I respect them and I cherish them and finding that like ability to cut them off completely is really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's why people will kind of hold on or text you a couple weeks later or like randomly hit you up because it's like, yes, I know I made the right decision for us both or for myself because you really can't make the decision for the other person, but like making the decision for myself, but like, I still care about this person. I still want to talk to this person. It's a very like gray area in my opinion. Yeah. 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 Cause I will say when I've gotten, when I've gone through like breakups and everything, it's never like the actor's the only person where like we stayed friends really afterwards. Mm-hmm. That guy, one of the guys I dated in high school, we stayed friends, but we didn't really reconnect till like years later. And I mean, we're still not close anymore. I mean, the actor, like we, like he called me the other day, like I told you guys that, but it's not like it's going to go back to us talking every single day like we used to. And it's weird getting being in that territory as the dumpy because you don't know what the intentions are of the other person. You think some people are going to think like, oh, he wants to get back together. Mm-hmm. And when it's not that, it's just like I it's him trying to find closure in a way, I think, sometimes. Yeah. And everybody has like there's different ways of closure for everybody, I think. And you have to figure that out on your own. And if this person, if they're still talking to you after they've dumped you. And like, you know, you may, like, you had to think about that. I think as a, as a person, like if you're dumping somebody and you're still talking to them afterwards, like how is that the person reacting to you talking? Like, cause I think like if they're still like super excited to hear from you, I don't think that's fair to that the dumpy yeah, because it's, it's like they're, they're thinking that you have under other intentions of it, but you probably don't. You're just like trying, this is your closure, but they need the closure of you being silent and going mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. I agree with that 100%. And I think that, like, for me, most of the guys, like, don't talk to me that I've dated. Like, we don't talk at all. Like, the doctor blocked me. And 
even though my therapist told me for months, block his ass, delete his number, delete his photos. It was him blocking me because it was like, mm, he did the one thing that I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes I think when you're dumping somebody, if you know this person wasn't ready for that breakup, you kind of had to do the one thing that person. And that's another thing, too. You're By breaking up with this person, maybe they want to end it, too, but they can't bring themselves to do it. So by you dumping them, like, you're doing the one thing they couldn't do either. And mm-hmm. they low-key may be super thankful about this, too. That's, like, a silver lining side of all of this. I wanted to, like, throw in there really quickly because this is a really, like, sad episode in a way that we're trying not to make all droopy and upsetting. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So there, I mean, there are positives to oh, breakups absolutely. for sure. Mm-hmm, for sure. But I think, so you've decided, you, you've decided you kind of want to like end things. That's where your headspace is at. I think something else to do, like before you start the like, I'm going to break up with you speech. <laughs> I think <laughs> at least this is what I did. And this was super helpful was I would encourage you to kind of talk it through with someone who one you trust Mm -hmm. and who has kind of been there for and like been present for the majority of your relationship because they've kind of seen you they've kind of seen like what's been going on I think that they can give honestly at this point you really don't want advice because you kind of have your mind made up sort of you just kind of need to like talk through and talk it Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. so it's okay to talk to friends. It's okay to cry to your mom at the kitchen table. Like it's okay to do those things. Find the people, you know, that you trust and just have them listen. If you want their advice, then go ahead. Like just say, Hey, like I want you to hear hear me out. Like give me any advice you have. If you don't want advice, I would probably just say that up front. Just be like, I just need you to like, I just need to talk through this with somebody. Mm -hmm. And then they might still give you advice and you can kind of take that as is or you know as you want um it's like constructive I, feedback yeah yeah <laughs> but i i did this with two girls that um went to school with me and um they saw me and my ex all the time and it just it was nice to just talk to them about it and tell them what i was feeling and just get it out cuz like it had been inside me for so like for a while and so i just needed to like take it from me and like put it somewhere else if that makes sense but yeah um so that's something that I think is really important to kind of just talk it out but make sure it's with someone you trust because if you're not quite to the conversation piece then you don't want them to like go say something you know before you're ready yeah don't do it with mutual friends um because I feel like I've had that I, I haven't had it happen to me I've had it happen to a friend though where she heard that her boyfriend was going to dump her before, like, he actually did. And that's not ever fun to know about. I mean, I think that the less people you tell, the better, for mm-hmm. sure. And for me, like, from yeah, I think talking it out, I know for me, like, I had to talk out everything before I do it. And writing it out, I think, too, can help. Like, if you ever wanted to send, like, an ex, like, an email or, like, because I'm thinking also, like, long distance and everything like that. Like, yeah. phone call, you're going to do that sometimes. But, like, write it out like you were sending this person an email, but don't ever send the email. Mm-hmm. Um, send it to, like, yourself if you, like, don't actually type in their email address. Yeah. I never do that just because you never know what's what's going to happen. But <laughs> I Knowing <think> your luck. <laughs> I know. Knowing my luck, I'd send it and I'd be like, oh, my gosh. 
so, okay. So at least the way that I did it, all this kind of happened kind of quick. Like I was having doubts and then I kind of like came to like came to peace with my decision. And then I went away for a weekend and I, you know, talked to my two friends from college and then came back, talked to my mom and that same night, like went over. And I think this is another important thing is like, you have to talk to your partner. You have to talk to your significant other and tell them like what's going on, where your head is, like what you're feeling. And this is something that I wish I had done better. Um, Mm -hmm. and I didn't do it very well. And I think I'll kind of always like wish I could redo it and wish I could do it a little bit better. But I knew that, you know, we had been through that before. So I was already aware of what the outcome was actually Mm going to be. Mm -hmm. But I think whenever you do have some sort of little conversation with your partner, it's important to like talk through your feelings but it's also important to let them talk and let them get get in their perspective. It's important to like ask how they're feeling about things because if you don't do this, you don't know. And I think that's a really important thing whenever you are like trying to kind of decide like where your headspace is and where you want to go with this decision because how they're feeling and how they're perceiving things is is important. I think it's an important piece of the puzzle when you are trying to make a decision about like the rest of your life. And I think something that I wish I had done and didn't do was discuss things as they were happening. Um, And I had done this like earlier on in our relationship. And granted, we had broken up a couple of times while we were dating. But I think that's something that I've learned and I've brought into my new relationship is like when things happen, just like I know we've talked about this in episodes prior to this, but like just hitting it head on and just like talking about it and like confronting the situation because when you let things bottle up for so long, they pile on top of each other and then it's just going to end in a big explosion. Yeah. Instead of, so like, instead of like keeping like receipts in a way and like Mm -hmm. building it up, just like addressing Mm -hmm. it right then and there. So like you have a point of reference and maybe things can change. Um, Yeah. Instead of hoping things will change and just acting on that hope um, right. instead of seeing actual progress. Uh, I do have right. a question for you, though. Mm-hmm. What about it do you wish that you could have done better? Like, I think that I wish I had had the conversation, like, earlier on. Gotcha. I think I wish I had had the conversation before I had kind of made my mind up. So that you could have seen, like, a different outcome instead of being, like, this is what's happening. Yeah, like, I'm not so- open to an alternative. Mm -hmm. So, and I think too, like our situation was unique in the fact that we had broken up so many times before and there had been second chances given and all of these promises were made. And so for me, I think it just like, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. But I think if I were to go into another relationship, like I would do the things as I've mentioned them, like I would still do them in that order. Like I would reflect and process by myself. I would talk it out with somebody that I trust and then I would talk to them. Talking to the person that I trust and talking to my partner would could go either way. Like it doesn't have to be in a set order. Mm-hmm. But I think that I wish I had brought things to the table a little bit sooner than I had mm-hmm. and not bottled them up so much because I think I think in my mind I was just like, Oh, well here we go again. Like he's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing this. Like this is, it's just like, 
a tick, a tick, tick, a tick, like everything after another. And I just didn't really even say anything because I was just annoyed at the fact that it was happening again. Yeah. It's so interesting because while you're saying it, it's something I've talked to my therapist before about reason like I have an issue like speaking up like when I'm unsatisfied in relationships it's because I have a fear of abandonment and fear of them leaving and it's like well if you keep bottling up how unhappy you are and you know they have no room they have no chance to ever change and fix the things because you're not speaking up second of all you're going to probably end the relationship eventually anyways why not just bring it up sooner mm-hmm. where there's a possibility they could change that they do love you and want to stay with you or you're out of the relationship sooner and less misery you have to be in for the next couple of months. And it's just like, yeah, my brain's not thinking that way in the moment. Like, that's the thing, too. Like, we're saying all this. If we're going to give you all this advice, too, you're going to probably go into it. And I'm sure this is exactly how it happened with you. You're going to go into it with this whole speech prepared. And it's like you're going to say your piece. And then you're going to forget half of the monologue halfway through it. And just be like, I didn't say half the shit I wanted to. This is, did not go any way I had anticipated. So... Take this all with a grain of salt as well, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I will say that, like, for me, I felt like I had already given the chance by getting back together with him. And so I think that's why I was a little bit more, like, salty about it, <laughs> mm-hmm. for lack of better words. But but I think, like, also, too, like, once you have that conversation, you're kind of, like, just, like, letting them know, like, what's going on, kind of talking to them, like, well, like what's going on with you? Like, how are you feeling? Like, what they say is probably not going to change your mind at this point. Like if you've gone through all of these, like this processing and this feeling and this talking, like your mind is probably already made up, but it is important. I think to give them that time to explain themselves or to, you know, share how they're feeling or share their perspective with you. But I think ultimately, like if you're having that conversation, nothing's really changing your mind. You're still feeling the same way then like you're going to ultimately like want to end the relationship and nobody wants to do that. I think it's one of the worst things that you're going to have to go through, like ending a relationship because it's just, it's just terrible. Like it is when you are the, you are the villain and you become the villain unless you're like an abusive relationship, obviously Mm -hmm. Um, you become the villain, even if you like have good intentions with it. Like, I mean, I'm going to be completely like honest with you guys. Like we had, maybe a two and a half hour conversation on his front porch. And I cried the majority of the time. Like it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I knew that, you know, after this, there were no more getting back together. Like he'd already made that crystal clear to me when we got back together the second time or whatever it was Mm -hmm. like, so I knew the consequences of the words I was saying. And so I think it would made it harder for me because like I knew I was like letting that person go for good. But I think, too, like, you just have to do it. Like, when you feel mm-hmm. it's like that, up a like, it's, it sucks. But, like, ultimately, like, there's an underlying reason. Like, there's something coming for you. Like, sometimes you just have to, like, get over the, the big old hill um, mm-hmm. before you can, like, figure out why things happened the way that they did or why that person wasn't your person. And so, like ultimately when you're feeling that way like ending it is just it and like it sucks it really does but like I am glad that things worked out the way that they did because if they didn't like I wouldn't be with the guy that I'm with now who I hope to one day like spend the rest of my life with so it's it sucks but like you said just like rip the band-aid off (laughs) yeah 
I think especially, like, if you're grappling with the fact that, like, they haven't done anything. So, like, in the scenario where they haven't done anything wrong and mm-hmm. you feel like the villain because there are scenarios where, like, the person is an asshole and you're like, no, fuck you. I deserve better. I hate mm-hmm. you. Um, but in the scenario where, like, for you, it's like, I feel like they haven't done really anything wrong. And I, Yeah, it wasn't like I, he, like, cheated on me or, like, yeah. did X, Y, and Z that, like, I was, like, so unimpressed with. Like, yeah. I think with that scenario, you have to... You have to go with the mindset that you are doing this for the best for both of you because by letting them go, you're giving them a chance to be happier with somebody else because you know that they're not happy with you and then that this is not happiness and they're not meant to be. Like, you're setting them free. And if you really are meant to be together, you guys will come back together, clearly. Mm -hmm. That's you and your boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you also, I think, have to realize that this person, you know, you may think that they're going to handle it one way and they may start crying and you have to deal with how they're they're, they're going to make how they're going to feel because that's one reason why i like being the one who gets dumped it's fucking sucks but you feel like the bad person when you have to see me cry what's up <laughs> because i will cry mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't care if we dated for two months i'm gonna cry <laughs> yep and there's like two people like there there's two different scenarios when you're being the dumpy it's like you either hold yourself high and you're like no i'm not gonna see you you don't deserve to see me cry i'm gonna hold my head high all this stuff and there's other times it's like no fuck you you deserve to see me cry and you 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 want this is the decision you're making okay well you're gonna fucking see how bad it's hurting me so you feel like a piece of shit ha ha mm-hmm. um so definitely don't do the second one if you um if the person's super nice <laughs> and they're like like if you're getting dumped don't do don't cry so like you know you're manipulating them or whatever but i remember like there's different things I want to preface, like the do's and don'ts, like the don'ts of mm-hmm. getting of being dumped. Like, I think a lot of people will dump people over text because they're too much of a coward to do it in person because they are afraid of the reaction the person's going to give them. I have been dumped over text twice. The drummer and uh, the 30-year-old, both musicians, gotta love them. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> And um, they both did it because they're super cowardly. They're both cowards, and they did not give a shit about my feelings whatsoever. And I don't encourage that at all. I wish that the thirty-year-old had an iPhone because I would have just thumbs down the the, the text of when he said he wanted to break up. I wish we could have done that, but alas, he had an Android. I should have known from the start. Both of them also had Androids. Fuck Android users, man. Y'all just be dumping people over text. Fuck y'all. That's my, my boyfriend has an Android. Fuck. <laughs> Ask if he's ever dumped anybody over text. Me. When I was 15. See? Told you. See? Yeah. Told you. Android users dump people over text messages. They ain't shit. I love and it. I can't wait to tell him that tomorrow night. You ain't shit. <laughs> You ain't shit. <laughs> also, don't dump somebody over email. I would love... We talked about that just a second ago. I would thrive to see that, though. Like, I hope this email finds you well. Um, like, good evening. <laughs> it's over. Regards. <laughs> like, don't, e- don't respond. <laughs> don't also, email back. Uh, don't ghost them. Just don't. We have a whole ghosting stories episode. Please listen to it. I love it. Me too. <laughs> it's one of my faves. 
But, like, just don't do that. That's another cowardly thing to do. I think, like, now, if you were like me and you went on one... This is the, probably the only time uh, the only time I've ever dumped, quote-unquote, somebody. I went on one Bumble date. Mm-hmm. I don't usually go on Bumble dates. I usually meet people on Tinder. But even those, like, I met the drummer boy on Tinder. I met the 30-year-old on Hinge. <laughs> wow. All dating apps. They're all successful people. <laughs> but i went on this one bumble date with this dude it was god awful i had to pay for my own drink which i was super offended by and then dude did not even like hardly maintain eye contact with me like he was constantly looking at other places i was like "Uh uh-uh no 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 all eyes on me homeboy i am here hello (laughs) hello and then he like was like wait he assumed he's gonna go back to my place and i never let guys come back to my place one i live with my parents two hey there hi hi nice to meet you you know even if i even if i didn't you're not coming i would never let a guy come back to my place i don't want you knowing where i live um that's always my rule of thumb ladies if you're going on first date with somebody especially if you live alone don't ever let a guy come back to your place always go to his place and send somebody your location just because I just don't encourage, like, you don't, this is your first date. Like, you, I would not want this person knowing where I live. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you don't know if they're a psychopath or not. I mean, granted, going back to their place maybe is not a great idea. But, I mean, at least addresses. That's what I just think of. I agree. That's been, yeah. your, that's been your PSA for today. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I went back to his place. We watched <laughs> one of my favorite films, What We Do in the Shadows. Not the TV series, the, sh- uh, the film uh, by Taika Waititi. Then we like made out and everything. And it was, it just, he was so boring. And I was just like, I'm just, I hate this. I just hate this. And then like he tried, he didn't text me at all afterwards. He hit me up like two weeks later, right before New Year's. I was like, no, dude, you only hit me up because it's New Year's. And I ghosted him. I just never replied. And he got offended by it. I'm like, excuse me. Um, You ghosted me for two weeks. Sorry. You ghosted me for two weeks. You made me pay for my own drinks. And then um, you didn't pay attention to me. No, you don't. That, that's when you're allowed to ghost somebody because you don't owe them a single thing. If you've been dating for two months, fuck you if you ghost them or if you lead them on to think that there's a future like the rebound did with me. Granted, he was a rebound, but still, I don't care. We have talked for like a month and you made me think that there was a future and then you ghosted me. Fuck you. That's my case on ghosting. <laughs> don't ghost. Don't, su- don't support. Or the slow fade. Or like you become dis- like you slowly start distancing yourself from the person. A woman's going to pick up on that. Mm-hmm. So a man, uh, you can slow fade a man and he will not pay it. He will not see a difference. I can tell you that right now. So um, that's my two cents on that whole topic. I don't like being slow faded out, but I don't, I'm no. not, cause I'm not, I'm not a back burner bitch, but I, I'm a woman. I'm going to pick up on that shit. A man, he ain't going to notice it. So there's no point in it. In a public place. Mm, you've had the, mm. The doctor dumped me in a bar, one of my favorite bars. On top of that, we had to rewrite that memory by going there on New Year's Eve. And 10 out of 10, they're doing it because they don't want you to cause a scene. I will cause a fucking scene. I got a BFA in acting, bitch. I will use it right here, right now. You don't think I won't? You haven't met me. I'm a freaking Leo. Anyways, don't do it. Do what Hannah did, front porch. Because I also don't encourage doing it, like, in a bedroom or, like, I know yeah, who, like you like, need to be you need to be comfortable with where it's yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think as if you're the dumper, don't do it at your place of residence, because then 
this person, the person you're dumping, it's already going to be uneasy because they're not in their comfort place. Right. But also, if you're dumping somebody, don't be in the dumpy's comfort place, like their bedroom, because then I don't think you're going to get anywhere with you're that. Not, yeah. That's why I, I went over to his house on the front porch. Like, I wouldn't even go inside. Yeah. And that's yeah. when he knew something was up. But I was like, I'll be on your turf, but, like, I need to be not inside <laughs> yeah no i respect that uh when i the guy the first my first boyfriend who i dumped it was in my car it was at, uh, um it was like, at a growing away party so we were both not at either one's like comfort place but it was in my car so it was like some semblance of privacy uh and i stayed he left after the party but uh mm-hmm. yeah so you know i was surrounded by mutual friends i had support to go to when the doctor dumped me i was alone I left the bar and then I was alone in a parking deck crying while strangers stared at me like this bitch. It's it's only 9 p.m. She's already drunk crying in a parking deck. Somebody come help her. Yeah. Somebody somebody come get her. Um, <laughs> I know it's not good. I think some people, if you don't want to be the dumper, you don't want to dump them. You start screwing up on purpose. So the other person will dump you. And that's also not good. That's super toxic. Um, mm-hmm. Just man up and... uh fucking get rip the bandaid off just do it don't if you have if you want to dump somebody that takes a fuck ton of courage just do it you're gonna save both of you it's gonna just hurt even more if you don't do it like that if you are looking like you're like oh like let me just you know start being toxic and like on purpose like that's the thing i hated with the doctor so like when we first hit on that first fight i was like so what is this? Like, is it over? Like, if it's over, then tell me right now it's over and we will never speak again. But if you want to keep trying, let me know and we can keep making this work. And he, like, I gave him a door. It was neither going to be either one of our faults if that, if he, if we broke up then. It was going to be a mutual decision. I just wanted him to clarification. Is it's over? I will not be mad now if it's over. I will also not be mad if you want to keep seeing me. Just let me know. And he was like, well, I want to keep seeing you. And because, but because it was my idea, he fucking hated it. So he waited until it was his decision, until he found us thing that I did wrong, which was show my emotions. And mm-hmm. he was like, mm, bing, ding, 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 prime time to dump her on her birthday <laughs> when she's crying, sober. Let's do that. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, don't do that. Just, if somebody, if you're seeing an opportunity to end it, do it then don't drag it out don't wait it don't think oh maybe i'll start doing these more romantic things so then like the feelings will come back and then we won't have to break up no because then you're lying to the person i'm sorry you are lying to the person Mm -hmm. because that also happened with me with the doctor as well it's just manipulating the person because then that person the person you're dumping they're gonna look back for that last month and think well if you were just making it like what is love then because in my situation as a dumpy he did he did not want to dump me like a month before my birthday, probably because he heard about my birthday gift. But he was like, oh, for a whole month, I'm going to do this very romantic, extraordinary things to prove, like, to me, I was like, oh, my God, he's falling in love with me. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, like, we're going to get married. Like, oh, my God, he, like, loves me. But really, it was, I'm trying to get my romantic feelings back for this person, so I'm just going to love bomb them, which is manipulation. Not good. Don't manipulate them. No. Also, um, it sounds fun, but don't just change your Facebook status uh, to single. That's hella toxic. You need a therapy if you do that. Um, That would be so bad. 
It sounds hysterical, though. Uh, I'm going to write that into something. I'm going to write that into a TV show or something. I don't know. But, um, you know, do what you want and have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) But what are some beneficial steps, do you think, to actually ending a relationship? Like, what's the, what's the, where's the 101? Where's the how-to guide, step one, and we walk us through it, the fish. Okay, so I think I've come up with five steps. Five steps. It's a five-step process. <laughs> it's probably like 20,000 different steps, but this is kind of what I've narrowed it down to. Okay. So I think the first one is be honest. So you need to be completely open and honest. It's the only way to have that really hard conversation. And I think you have to recognize and possibly accept that you are not perfect either and that the mistakes that were made were most likely made on both ends. Mm. But I think... If you aren't into the relationship anymore, it is only fair to be upfront and honest. And most importantly, you have to be honest with yourself too and just say, you know what? This isn't it. This is not the vibe anymore. We are moving on. Mm -hmm. And this is really difficult sometimes, but I think when you hang on to something or someone in hopes that they're going to change, it's super unfair to you and it's super unfair to the other person that's involved. Yeah. Because it's not like – that's another thing too. Like relationships aren't winner failures. Like, mm-hmm. you can't fail at a relationship unless you, like, murder their family. <laughs> you, no one can fail at a relationship. You're just being yourself. Unless yourself is a terrible fucking person. Like, you're, unless yourself is Ted Bundy. Yeah. There's no, there's no winner. It's not a competition. It's, it's not a contest. And I, so don't look at it as, like, oh, like, if I break up with him, like, this is another failed relationship. That's not a thing. So don't have that, don't have that on the, on your shoulders going into this thinking that you are going to have to walk out or like if it's another failed marriage or anything like that, because it's not, it's a lesson. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think the second step is to just have the hard conversation. We know it's the dreaded conversation that typically will end in tears and immediate regret. I want to, can I, can I interject really quickly? Yeah. Don't please, as a don't be. Just don't start it off by saying we need to talk. That's all I ask. As the president of the Dumpy Committee, please do not start it off with those four dreaded words. Mm-hmm. Because God knows that person's already like, like 5,000 thoughts are already raising through their mind before you even have that conversation. Yeah. Like, I don't encourage blindsiding, but saying that like i'm already thinking five thousand things i already know it's over like it's over like this is this we we are done so i just want to throw that in there really quickly Mm -hmm. yeah i think i might have said something similar to those words when i went over there so probably should have been a little i mean like better when when the actor and i ended things he texted me he was like we should just talk and i was like okay well i texted you i was like okay well that was nice while it lasted cool i know yeah yeah it's it's not good But I think, like we said earlier, like have the conversation in person, do it where you're comfortable, like a front porch of their house or something like that. But I think how you approach this conversation is key. Like Emily was saying, I think that playing the blame game is not the best approach. I think it hurts. It hurts me. And I know it hurts other people to hear someone you love and care about deeply say things about you that hurt your character or hurt like your pride or hurt you as a person and like I said earlier like words cannot be unsaid so -hmm. while it's important to be truthful like we said in step one I think there's a way to discuss things in a respectful manner so 
I think how I do it is I try to think of how I would want to be told those things. So for Mm. example, if let's say, for example, you're, you consistently put your significant other at the end of the priority list and make them feel insignificant. I think I would want to hear my significant other say something along the lines of, I feel like we have different priorities and visions for our relationships versus them saying, all you care about is X, Y, and Z, and you never make time for me because that's just like playing the blame game. Mm -hmm. I think whenever you're having this hard conversation, like discussing the meat of the issue is a better use of your time than hashing through all the times that Joe chose other things or other people over you. Like, like you said, like listing off, listing off, listing off. It's better to just be like, I've noticed that like, we don't have the same priorities because that's, that's the issue. It's not that he chose to do this over hanging out with you. It's the priorities different. You just have to figure out like, what the meat of the issue is, and then talk about it. Yeah. Or like if, say, like one person really wants to settle down and get married and you're just not ready for that yet. It's just like I think that we both have different goals in life right right now Mm -hmm. and we're just on different timelines. Mm -hmm. And that's neither one of your faults either. So thinking like – I'm trying to think of other phrases that would be good. Just like, you know, if you see that you're not having these romantic feelings for somebody anymore – but you don't want to ruin it. It's just like, hey, I just think that we should end things while we're here because I would hate to see this connection, this friendship that we started this whole relationship based on come to a complete end. I don't want to lose you out of my life when we're such good friends to begin with mm-hmm. by, you know, leading you on more to think that I that this is going to go in somewhere deeper when I'm not ready for it. Mm-hmm. And like not trying to jump around it, like just like saying it as it is and like just like laying it on the table. And like, I think like having receipts is fine in some situations, but like, I don't think you should sit there and list off like all of the things that this person did to you. Like, I think you just have to figure out like what the issue is and just like say it like blunt, make sure they under, you know what I mean? Like, because if you're honest and you say these things, like they're going to understand it more than if you're just like talking all over the place and you don't really have a clear like message in mind. And don't keep piling on the excuses Mm -hmm. either because I know for me when the doctor and I broke up, he at first was, he thought that I was, you know, not going to help, was not going to be able to understand what he was going through Mm -hmm. in the coming months. And that my reaction to his decisions were disproportionate. It's almost like he was placing the blame on you. He was. When it was he his was. choice. He yeah. was. He was He was completely gaslighting and manipulating me. And I was like, and I even told him, I was like, so if this one fight never occurred, would you still keep trying? He said, yes. And I was like, so you're literally ending this because of one singular fight that has no prior reflection to the past six months we've been together. Cool. Um, he's just like, well, I just, you know, I just believe people when they react to certain things, like your reaction is defining of who you are as a person. I'm like, no, you gaslit me. Like you manipulated me. So that was my reaction to your gaslighting and to your manipulation. So mm-hmm. it's not really a true telling of my character. It's a really true telling of yours. Um, and then he, he am adding, oh, well, I was also losing feelings for you for the past month. I'm like, so now you not only are you a gaslighting manipulator, you're also a, a liar. Mm-hmm. So... You're really thinking that you're placing all this blame on me, but you're really just defining your character even more. So if you don't want to be a villain, watch what you're fucking saying. Like, Mm -hmm. 
like that's why I'm that's why we're saying like don't place like don't put out things like all you do is this all you do is that like play in the blame game it's just like no here's the issue and almost like you're trying to think about how way you can go approaching it into fixing it but you already know what the outcome is in a yeah. way yeah it's just like no here's the issue should we have brought this up sooner probably, probably. Mm-hmm. but here we are and my, I've, I've decided the outcome honestly for us at this point and i think this is the best outcome and i hope you understand and agree with me mm-hmm. and if you don't agree with me now hopefully you will later on and mm-hmm. eventually they will in a way yep. um so yep. you're kind of like sharing the blame in that mm-hmm. way and that goes yep. straight into the next step which is to say goodbye which is the hardest but and they're going to try and talk you out of it at least the at least the good ones will <laughs> Like if the, they don't, ha- if they, if, if they don't have pride, <laughs> in my opinion, <laughs> because I will, ne- that's my whole thing. I will, I have, I begged for, so my first boyfriend and I, he tried to break up with me before prom because mm-hmm. he didn't want to go to prom. And I was like, fuck you. You're not breaking up with me. And I kind of begged him to stay. And ever since that moment, every single guy that's broken up with me, I've always thought you will never beg for a man to stay because if they want to, they will mm-hmm. never. I, I pride myself. I will never beg for a person to stay. I always say, well, I wish you just would have never like dated me in the first place. Then, if like, because usually most of the guys are like, I just don't want a relationship. But I'm just like, well, then why did you date me in the first place? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's. I guess what I, I guess my experience is different because we dated for so long. So it was so like, yeah. So it yeah, like, <laughs> it was like years, you know. Yeah. So I think in that situation, like it was okay for him to to do that. It was his right? But I think, like I've said, like five thousand times, like you have to choose yourself first. And if you've talked and you've hashed it out and you're confident in your decision, then it's only fair to let that person know and to just say goodbye. Yeah. And depending on the relationship, it could be a sigh of relief or it could be devastating and heartbreaking. And I think some people have this like underlying assumption that the dumper is like cold hearted and they don't care about their significant other's feelings and that they just make rash decisions. And like I've felt that way about people too like when they do make those decisions just depending Mm -hmm. like it really just depends on the person but I do truly believe that there are some people like myself who really struggle with this decision and doing what's best for you does not always serve others and I think that's really hard for me is that I always put people first before myself and so it's really hard for me to make hard decisions like this but I think whenever you're thinking about like yourself and your happiness and your future, like you have to choose what's best for you in that moment. And I think if you feel like you're ready to end something by doing it and by saying goodbye, you're going to open up the doors for like what's to come next. And it's going to be hard, of course, but like you're never going to know what's to come if you just play this like waiting game and hoping game that things are going to go a certain way that you've imagined in your head. Yeah, because it, it 10 out of 10 never will. Mm-hmm. And I think also one thing I want to add is not when you're dumping someone, not to get defensive, I think, because I I mean, the person's going to say things. They're going to, you can't control how they react and what they say back to you. And if they point out something that you feel like, if they feel like it's true, like I, me calling the doctor a liar, he was like, I, I will never forget. He said, he was like, I'm not a liar. Don't call me a liar. It's like, I just, I just showed how you were a liar. Mm-hmm. Um, why are you getting defensive about this? Um, if you were like, so sh- like you don't want to date me. So why do you care about 
when I, like why are you why are you getting defensive like you why do you care about what i think of you yeah at this point because it's like yeah if you have intentions to stay friends yes i understand you you care about what the person thinks but if you have no intentions of that why the fuck do you give a shit so don't start it, that's only going to escalate into a fight and that's the last thing you want it's just like fair enough like you you think that fair enough you have like at that point it's just like i think it's better if like you just just like let I, them say their piece let them yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. and like when granted the 30 year old when he dumped me over text i was just like well he like never really gave me a concrete answer and he was just like i just think that you don't understand what i'm saying i'm like no you have never concrete like we had an argument for days i'm just like no you never concretely said we are broken up until this very second it's also over text message so this is super cowardly of you he's like you know what fair enough like fair enough like yeah I, i'm not that big of a man to tell you this in person i'm sorry mm-hmm. and i was like just just take the blow at that point because you can't control how they're going to react and by you not getting defensive about it you not attacking them back you do i think you see a more positive outcome in a way oh yeah definitely i i fully agree with that like you just you have to let them say their piece you have to let them get it out because like you're throwing a huge curveball, which kind of goes into my next step, which is to let them grieve. And Emily kind of touched on this at the beginning of the episode, but like as the dumper, <laughs> I've experienced like where you wake up the next morning, you feel sick to your stomach, you've made a mistake, you call and you text the person a million times, you get no response. Like you have to let them grieve. Like you just threw a huge yeah. curveball into their life. They are no longer your significant other. They are ho- heartbroken. They are mad. They are hurt. They are confused. You cannot expect them to be quick to respond, let alone give you the time of day to give you your, to give them your, I made a mistake speech. Like you had a lot of time to come to your decision. They had a few hours to receive it, process it, and begin mm. the grieving process. Like, got to suck it up, buttercup. Like, I know it hurts, but you can't expect them to reach out their arms and take you back. It just doesn't work like that. And there's a reason that you ended things in the first place. So let them grieve. Like, it is only fair to let them have that time. That's a good line. Like, you've <laughs> had days to make that decision. They've had hours to receive it. Mm-hmm. Like, that just puts into perspective, like, mm-hmm. what you're grappling with. Especially, like, if they feel blindsided by the decision. It's like, I thought everything was going great. And clearly, we, clearly was, it's not, we, yeah. we were not looking through the same lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mm-hmm. like, they're trying to, they're only, they've only are dealing with this for like, for a solid 24 hours at this point mm-hmm. when you've been dealing with this for a whole fucking month. And you're just like, and like, yeah, like my emotions are, emotions are stirring and you see how upset they are. And like, you don't want to hurt this person. And, and like, so you're like, oh, I made a mistake. Like, let me reach out. And they don't want to talk to you. Like, no, you just, I'm, you just, like, you just threw a curveball. Like you just turned their whole world upside down. And so like, you have to let them grieve. And I think that was really hard. That's always been really hard for me is because yeah. I, kn- I know that I've hurt somebody that I love and care about and I hate that. So yeah. this was a this was a step that I learned from this past relationship just to like let them grieve, let them let them do their thing. Like there are so many people like the actor like when he, when we ended things like, I truly don't believe that he was doing anything malicious by like reaching out to me still after we ended things. But like he called me that one time and I was just like, yeah, now I'm in like a now I'm you feel better by talking to me. I am now in a 24-hour depression state because I don't know what the fuck you mean by, like, I was like, are we getting back together? Like, I don't know what the fuck this means by mm-hmm. you reaching out to me, like, and being nice to me. Like, 
it's not that simple. So you kind of like you have to be like give it to the dumpy to make the decision. Mm-hmm. Like it's on yeah. their time. It's not yeah. on your time. Absolutely. You've had your time. You've had your time. Mm-hmm. You've had your time. It's now the ball. The ball is now in their court. Mm-hmm. And yep. if they and if that's the thing, if they don't want to be friends, sorry, like you have to get over that. You got to get over that. You this person may never want to be in your life ever again. Right. And sometimes that is for the better. And you just if you just have to cheer for them on the sidelines. And I mean, you may be a villain in their story. Yeah. And you you're a villain in someone's story. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, because. It's so weird to think about. Like, this is, it's almost midnight for recording this. And I'm just thinking, like, wow, like, who you are is not how everybody sees you. Which is so trippy to think about. Like, if we're getting real about it. Because Mm -hmm. how you perceive me, how our listeners perceive me, it's not how I perceive myself. So how this person, they might think that you're a fucking asshole. And, like, you're the villain in their story. And you have to live with that. And you can't change that. And all you can hope is that they're happier. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think if you mean well, again, like if you're not, as long as you're not dumping an asshole, if you're dumping an asshole, this does not pertain to you. Like do whatever you want, sis. More power to you. But like if you truly love this person that you're letting go or like you truly like hope the best for them, like you should just hope that they're happy. Even that means that they're not with you. That you, mm-hmm. that you should hope that they're happy with whomever they are with in the future. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while to get there, but you will. Oh yeah, especially oh, yeah. if you if you care about the person and you loved them, um, you'll get there. I think the last step, and this is more for the dumper. <laughs> um, yeah, to just embrace the uncomfortable because you're now in uncharted territory. You're drowning in a sea of unknowns. You no longer have your comfort blanket, your go-to person, your best friend. You feel lost and lonely. You're sad and mad and happy and all these emotions are spinning in your head and you're uncomfortable. I think like you've just ended a relationship like that really sucks. And after you take your time to grieve, like it's important to embrace that uncomfortable feeling like no one likes to start over. It sucks. It's really hard. It's long and it's a daunting process, but you will find yourself again. And no, I don't think you should dwell on the past, but you can use it as a gentle reminder as to like why you ended the relationship. But also you like need to remember that like you're the shit. You're going to grow from this. You're going to take everything that you learned into your next relationship. And at the end of the day, like that person wasn't your person and that's okay. And it's okay to move on. It's okay to embrace this new like season in your life. And it's okay to end a relationship if it's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I never have to go through this, but I'm so glad I have all these tips and steps now because it doesn't sound as scary as it seems to me in my head. And by no means am I like the perfect dumper. No. (laughs) But like, I feel like anybody is. No. And like, I hope I never have to do it again. I hope that I never have to go through that again. But. Like, I feel like I've learned from each time and like, I don't know, like when it comes down to it's just like being a good person and being a good human and always like having good intentions and, you know, thinking about yourself, of course, first, because like you're, you are your top priority, but like also like considering others and just, you know, you have to do what's best for you in the end. Like, and that's just that. Just because you're the villain doesn't mean you don't have good intentions. Every character has good intentions. It's just how the main character perceives them. Oh, 
Look at that. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, that's, some, that's a little screenwriting little quote for you that I just came up with. <laughs> we had some good lines in this episode, I would <laughs> just like to say. We're going to have some solid quotes on our Instagram after this episode. I can tell you that yes. right now. <laughs> Speaking but, of, they should follow us on our Instagram. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> we're probably... I don't, I don't know if you're, I'm shadow banned or not. I swear to God, my like likes are diminishing every single day on Instagram. It's annoying. So make sure you guys are following us on our personal Instagrams along with our podcast Instagram at the Gals Guy Pod and individually Emily Elise. That's A L E E C E. I feel like I'm doing like a one eight hundred number like every single time I spell out my name. <laughs> and then mine's just Hannah Nicole Adams. You can spell it. It's good. (laughs) So you now know how to handle a breakup when you've been dumped and how to handle a breakup when you are going through, when you're being the dumper. Yeah. Fun times, man. Fun times here on the pod. You know how to handle it if you're being ghosted. We have a whole breakup series now for you guys that I hope has helped you in any single way possible. Mm -hmm. I hope that you can refer back to these guides and, you know have a sense of calmness as we lead you through Mm -hmm. this terrible life (laughs) yes and if you ever like need anyone to talk to like feel free to hit us up like on our dms email us like email us oh my god we we would love to get an email (laughs) you know just like hello at thegalsguidepod.com email in the show notes please somebody ask us for advice Oh my gosh, I would love to give advice, even though my advice is probably not that amazing. Should we like, do an advice episode where we like ask you guys to, oh my God, we, that'd could, be set so up, fun. we could set up a Google number and people could call in and um, we could have some guest people in here. I would love to do that. Let oh, us know. That'd be so fun. I'm I'd for it. To be Meg- I'd love to be Mega Rings for a day. <laughs> so I guess our survival tip for this episode is in the end, you kind of have to just do what's best for you because you are in charge of your own destiny. And so you just got to take it, you know, you just got to do it. <laughs> just got to do it. Rip the bandaid off, bitch. Yep. You got this. Just rip it and off. Welcome. And welcome to the streets. <laughs> you in the streets today. <laughs> I'm living for these sidewalk gains, bitch. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and on our personal social medias, which will be linked in the show notes. Also, please, bitch, please leave us a review on (laughs) iTunes. It really does help us out. We ain't joking. And so thanks for listening, gals. We hope you come back for our next journey. Peace. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.